Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You're more Pitch Podcast from Pitchables.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is June 27th. And yes, oh yes, we are going to talk about baseball. Do you have PL Plus? No, get out of here. This is just for PL Plus members. Thank you all so much for supporting what we do. Jose Arquiti went seven innings, a one run, one hit, three walks, and three Ks against the Yankees yesterday. It's great. It's wonderful. This was two straight starts of doing all right. I don't know if I really believe this. It's a lot of four-seamers that are just kind of working in the field. His secondaries are kind of good, but they're not really that overwhelming. 40% CSW from his slider is nice, but it's not really this overwhelming pitch for him. Uh, I'm not quite at that point of saying, oh, no, this is the Jose Arquiti of, of old, where he had all the kitchen sink stuff, and it was like 40% fastballs and mixing in all these really effective secondaries, like his changeup and his curveball and his slider. And that's not really what we're seeing. And it makes you kind of hesitant for it for me to believe that this is really going to last. Uh, Jack Flaherty is dealing with shoulder stiffness because, duh, of course he is. You know, it's interesting. There's a lot of guys that had tro- shoulder stiffness this year. Um, we had like Zach Allen and, and Zach Wheeler who were dealing with it at the beginning of the year, for example. They're totally fine. So it's unfortunate that the worries that we had Jack Flaherty is the one that's not working out. It's too bad. Uh, we had Jose Suarez come in after Andrew Wants, uh, six innings pitch, one to run, five hit, two walks, sorry, zero walks and eight strikeouts, 14 whiffs, 33% seeds. That'd be really nice to see him do well with the changeup in this one. He gets Houston Astros next. I don't think you need to think about it. Spencer Strider did extremely well against the Dodgers with seven Ks and zero walks and zero runs with five hits across six innings. Uh, yeah, the four-seamer had a near 80% strike rate, and the slider had a 64%. That's all that matters to me about Strider. You can just tell me what the strike rates are on the on the pitches, and I can tell you if he'll be good or bad. And now, you know, it's, it's a cherry bomb situation where he didn't have that against the Giants, and it was bad, right? So I hope that he is more like this than he is uh, not. And when the path to success is, hey, just throw it over the plate, we saw that from Robbie Ray last year, and it propelled him even when Blake Snell did it, it propelled him so hopefully that is an easier tweak to have moving forward Tony Gonson was on the other side and did fine uh to 5.2 innings one and run five it's two walks five k's the whip isn't great but it's fine I did like his slider and splitter command his fastball was not very good that's why it wasn't as stellar as it could be with those uh, secondaries but you know you just keep running with him uh Dylan Cease is throwing more sliders these days last three starts or four starts have been about 40 percent plus sliders reduction in fastballs and changeups as well it's what's what you want it's seven innings one and run four it's one walk 13 k's 21 with for a gallows pull here nearly a golden goal if not for like one or like half a percentage point for uh mcclanahan uh yeah he's rising up i actually almost put ace is gonna ace and sorry this one said wait a second no the whip at 123 this year kind of is preventing that but hopefully uh he de- kind of deserves it uh shane mcclanahan ace is gonna ace was amazing seven innings and one and run 10 k's against the Pirates, because of course he did. Jackson Tetriol is still doing well. He still has a, a good fastball that's working, but it's not that good. And he could continue it against the Marlins. Six innings, one and run four. It's two walks, four Ks here against the Rangers. I don't really dig him that much. I don't really think he provides all the, that many things. I think this could fall apart pretty quickly. Just 24% CSW. I don't really think that you need to chase this. Um, but hey, if you want to go after it against Miami, by all means. 
uh, or Johns. <laughs> Rich Hill against Cleveland finally did something decently after one out of three, I guess, in good streams. Do you want to do it against the Cubs? I don't. It, it, it feels like an actual Toby here. I uh, yeah, I don't really want to do it. Ronson Contreras gave us a dusty donut against the Rays of five innings, one run, four hits, five walks, terrible whip there, four Ks. He's all right. His command is pretty much the issue. I think we keep starting him, but yeah, it's not it. Daniel Castano when seven innings of two and runs. I don't really buy what he does. I'm not doing that against the Nationals. David Peterson did get that second Marlins start. I thought it would be Scherzer, but he didn't go yesterday, which meant we got another of Peterson, and the slider was legit again. Nine for 34 whiffs, 30, 67% strike rate, seven innings, 200 runs, four hits, zero walks, and eight Ks, and now he gets Texas. This is great. I was so against it last week because he was going to get uh, Houston tomorrow. Well, that's not happening now. So, sweet. <laughs> I feel bad that, that that was my take because it'd be just that's what it looked like and the chances were not in your favor. But I'm happy it worked. Sure, he gets Texas next. I, I mean, he would be a stream pick of the day then. Uh, questionable start here. Marco Gonzalez did Marco Gonzalez things against the Angels, and that's nice. He gets the Athletics next. He keep going. Tyler Malley on the road against San Francisco at 7Ks, 300 runs, 6.2 innings. He had a bit of careful Icarus for these nice six innings, then two more in the seventh. I uh, four four hits, one walk. He's on the road, and he goes. He comes back home against Atlanta. That might be a little more um, shaky, but his forcing was really good here. I want to think that he can have it there too. You Darvish is pretty much he's going to ace, but he's not because he's just a little too volatile. Like this is three hundred runs, a four point five ERA, and a one point three three WHIP with eight base runners in six innings. Right? Like that's awesome. that's not an ace, but it was like punch outs. You just keep starting Darvish as an SP three. James Capellian was a start stream pick of the day. Didn't really pull it out. Didn't have the sliders that I wanted. It was just 15% of them as opposed to like 40% that he had last time. Ugh, it's frustrating. Uh, I'm not going with that anymore. Joe Ryan. Rocky Road only had one strike. I'm going to butter my bread with that. I like to think that he's going to, you know, he should get better over time. COVID maybe messed him up a little bit. And uh, he gets the Orioles next. So you're still going to start him there. Nestor Cortez went against the Astros and wasn't terrible. Five innings pitch, three and runs, five hits, two walks, seven Ks. The ratios aren't good. The Ks are there. I think he's like an SB3 or 4. Um, don't really expect the incredibleness that was May, but he should be good for your teams moving forward. That's cool. Chichi Gonzalez, no thank you. Aaron Savali against the Red Sox. Of course, it wasn't very good. He's going against the Yankees next. No. Jordan Lyles survived, I guess, against the White Sox. I'm not going after this. Dallas Keigel, absolutely not. Um, I thought my joke of I'm withered Ari is hilarious, but whatever. Uh, uh, it's just not because Ari being Arizona. You don't want to do Dallas Keuchel. Brady Singer went 8.1 innings, but it was five and runs against Oakland. Like, you just don't want to go for this. Feltner, no, did badly, and you just don't want to do that. Bo, Bo Brisky against the Arizona Diamondbacks didn't do well. And maybe A only stream against the Royals, but I don't want to do it. Kyle Gibson, he's a Toby, and he just had, like, a bad day against the, the, the Padres. Maybe it works against the Cardinals. It's up to you. Uh, Alec Mills, no thank you. Glenn Otto, no thank you. Anthony Descafani, no thank you for right now. It's seven in, uh, seven runs in 2.2 innings. He's a, maybe a proper Toby later on, but there's no reason to chase it now. And Jose Brios, I just did the video on him. Eight on runs against the Brewers. Really didn't have a good second inning. Made some mistakes in it. I don't think that he pitched the level of eight on runs, but he also didn't pitch the level of one earned run. So this, he's a great undulator. Hopefully he can get back into it. I would be buying low because there's no way he's going to allow 14 on runs back to back. I mean, it's just super rare for these kind of starts to happen. Um, there's a, It's like a pitcher puts himself in a place where they're susceptible to a bad outing. And he's gotten the tough draw of getting those lately, right? It's not like guys don't pitch to the level of eight earned runs. They pitch to the level that allows them to be that. Also, it allows them to be zero earned runs too, you know, if they get fortunate, right? 
Like, there's a lot of things that are not always in their control. This is one that he didn't pitch well, and it was just really, really bad. Uh, he's a great undulator, though. He, he changes start for start, so I think I would buy in if someone's just like, I'm done with Burrios. If he's been dropped, pick him up. Looking forward to today's starts, we have uh, Kevin Gaussman, Pablo Lopez, Martin Perez, and George Kirby. Those are pretty obvious ones. Perez, you keep rolling with George Kirby. It's against the Orioles, of course. Uh, probable start is Wainwright against Miami, Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery against uh, the Athletics, and Sonny Gray against Cleveland. I think that's pretty straightforward. Also, considering Gray's one start removed from the IL means that he might go more than 84 pitches this time. That's nice. Quest will start. What are you going to do with Giolito uh, against the Angels? I think I'm just going to do it. I know it's been terrifying. Everyone's been like, oh my god, five starts have been like the worst thing ever. It's up to you. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, Noah Syndergaard against the White Sox on the other side of it. He's more boring, and the White Sox are a little bit better right now, so be careful. Same with Tristan McKenzie against the Twins. That's a good offense, and Tristan McKenzie isn't just so overwhelming that he demands success, but I can understand it working. In the streaming department, there's Chris Bubich and Tyler Wells. Take your pick here. I'm going with Chris Bubich because he just had his best start that I've seen at 92 miles per hour on the fastball and goes against the Rangers. And sure, it could easily fall back down. But if he does execute 92, there's a lot more upside to chase, I think, than Tyler Wells against the Mariners. Uh, If you're chasing a win or, I guess, a quality start, Wells is your guy. Uh, and then do not start tier. Tyler Anderson, he goes into cores. It's unfortunate, but you just don't want to do that. Paul Blackburn against the Yankees, you don't want to do that. Don't trust the feds even against the Pirates. Chad Cook against the Dodgers in cores. No thanks. Connor Seabold against the Jays. Okay, no. And the Pirates haven't even just established a starter. And looking forward to the list today, as I do on Mondays, I give you guys a quick preview of it. I, I live stream at 1 o'clock, and I normally establish what the list is around like 3.30 or so. But come on by to twitch.tv slash pitchlist. You can also watch it on the homepage if you like at 1 p.m. to about 5 p.m. Eastern time today. I, I'm i going to tell you right now just by scrolling through what I think is going to change. Not much in the top 10, top 15. I mean, Giolito is going to fall from 15 probably down to about tier 6. So just so you guys know, tier 6 seems about right there. Um, I need to remove Clevenger. I need to, um, I need to remove Flaherty. Uh, so those things are going to affect some guys a bit. Logan Webb, Dylan Cease. Logan Webb is now into tier three as an ace is going to ace. Dylan Cease is right there. So is Julio Urias. I think Julio Urias actually does have his ace is going to ace too. So you're going to see like tier four, tier three be really close to each other there. You're going to have the remove, you're going to push down Tarek Skubal, going to push down Lance Lynn to tier five. Nesta Cortez into that too. Robbie Ray's at the top of this. Zach Gallon is going to be really close. I don't know if he's in tier five or in tier four. I want to say it's kind of tier five at this point, but at the top of it. Um, as far as tier five goes, not much of this changing really in this one. Um, Barrios is going to fall from that 32, probably into tier eight, where we have like Michael Cope, maybe tier seven. Um, that tier seven is like Strider, Mackenzie Gore, George Kirby, Andrew Heaney. Andrew Heaney gets removed. Tier seven just changes completely. A lot of these guys like Strider, Strider probably stays here. Mackenzie Gore actually might stay here, and so is Barrios. I think that's fair. George Kirby, I think, goes into tier six. Um... Sonny Gray is there. Sonny Gray belongs in Tier 7. Tristan McKenzie stays there. Luis Garcia stays there. Maybe Sandoval is... I don't know. Sandoval's weird. (laughs) I've been feeling so weird about Sandoval the entire year. I think Joe Ryan falls a little bit. Logan Gilbert goes up. Um, Joe Ryan just isn't the same right now with COVID stuff, so we don't know how that's going to last. Uh, And Tier 8, are there many massive moves? I'm going to say Springs goes up into Tier 7. Uh, so does John Gray. Martin Perez does too. Carrasco stays where he is. Tyler Anderson stays where he is. Kopek stays where he is. Pavetta maybe jumps up too. It's going to be kind of weird. I think a lot of tier eight is going to get split up in half. Uh, Christian Javier moves up. Eric Lauer falls still. But he's up to 94. Oh, God. All right. He stays where he is probably. 
Um, yeah, that's going to be a weird one. Trying to figure out tier 6, 7, and 8 is always a struggle here. Tier 9, uh, Blake Snell falls um, a little bit more. Hunter Green kind of stays where he is, I think. Same with Tyler Malley. Runs Contreras, I think, falls a little bit because the command just isn't there. Uh, Miles Michaelis goes up a little. So does... Um, that's actually about it. From this tier, tier 10 is pretty good, Nick. You did good. <laughs> tier 11, is anyone jumping up here? Corey Kluber probably into tier 10. Um... But that's it. The rest of these guys kind of stay where they are. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, let's go find he falls. Maybe some guys fall from this. Tier 12. Josiah Gray is going up a lot. Josiah Gray might even go to like tier 10 or tier 9. Um, let's see. Whitlock isn't, is out, but he's not out. And then tier 13. Urquidy is going up. Not too far, but he's going up. Um, but there's really no one else. I mean, it's it's kind of like, yeah, these guys are not good. <laughs> Sorry. That's about it. Um, but yeah, there's nothing nothing too drastic. I know those middle things are always where like the list is strange and weird, but yeah, that that's that's the list for today. So thank you so much for supporting what we do. Thanks so much for uh for supporting through PL Plus. Um, and that's gonna do it for today. So my name is Nick Pollock, and we are Babs Below, and your strike outside.